Narcotics Anonymous, Speaker Sean E. Let's pray. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Here's Sean. That was the best introduction I've ever had. Um, I'm an addict named Sean. You know what? Like, it's awesome that, like, this is their first time doing service. Like, we come here, we get clean, and we give back, and we do service to Narcotics Anonymous. Um, like, congratulations, dude. Like, three days clean. Like, you just saved my life because I know I never have to use again because you have the courage to be here. You know, congratulations. You never have to use. Um, you know, that's, that's awesome. Get with me after the meeting. Um, you know... This is a literature meeting, right? And like, I, I love literature. And uh, so I decided to, to pick one of those chapters that someone's always sharing about, but it's something that I'm very familiar with, right? Like the chapters recovery and relapse, right? Like I came into Narcotics Anonymous in 2009, right? And I only have 18 months clean today, um, you know? So I bounced around and I was in and out. But um, give you guys a little, you know, a, a quick background on me. Like I, I, don't, I don't come up here and, and like, talk like talk about drugs too much and, and and all that stuff because like if you're in the meeting of narcotics anonymous like obviously like you know what's up um right like I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone here knows how to get high um and like if you don't think you're an addict there's an ip up here called i am an addict am i an addict and uh, you know check it out i have some questions i remember i went through this thing and i think i answered yes to almost every single one um but like i'm from miami you know and i got clean in miami um, right. So like, I didn't have to go through a geographical change to, to get clean. Um, like to this day, I still live across the street from my dealer, right? Like when, when he comes home late at night, two, three in the morning, I can hear him pull up and his headlights go through my window. And like, you know, it's, it's something that, that I've chosen to deal with because, uh, you know, I, I said I was going to move back in with my mother and, and help her out after I got clean again. Um, you know, right, like, my story, right, is, is not different from anyone's story here. Like, I, I used until I used until I used until I used and I hit a bottom, right? And, like, my bottom may be different than, than, than yours, but you know what, like, it's whatever brings you to your knees, whatever situation brings you to your knees is what it is, right? And, like, I can tell you that, like, mine and i share this bottom to remind myself of where i was at right um and then you know that's like 547 days ago i was dead on the floor of a hotel room that was on fire right and like i was dragged out of that hotel room by police officers who brought me back to life um you know what and like i was blessed with the opportunity to come back to narcotics anonymous pick up a white key tag and celebrate 18 months today you know and like just for today, I'll never want to fucking give that up, right? And, like, I'm sorry, I curse a lot. I really, like, it's just, I'm, I'll try to tone it down, but, like, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a weird mood right now, and, and like, I'm going to get into that because, like, this chapter talks about, like, sharing honestly and openly, you know, with people in Narcotics Anonymous, with your sponsor, with your, your network of people. Um, you know, like, when I first came into NA, you know, I was... I was real confused. I didn't understand what was going on. And, and I happened to latch on to a group of people at a clubhouse 
who like showed me the way and I got really involved in Narcotics Anonymous and like I was like Mr. N.A. and I was working, I was doing traditions workshops and I was, you know, vice chair of H&I and I was, you know, I spoke at a convention and, and, you know, I did all this stuff and I remember like I wasn't practicing the principles that I learned <laughs> and like I'm going to get into more about this but like the day after I picked up two years clean I got high right because I chose to stop working a program of Narcotics Anonymous like and I remember how, like that day like I remember that day right because like that day is what led me into six years of hell um you know because when after I used I stayed out for six years but like that day I remember I was just I was walking down the street and you know something had been going on in, in my life and and uh you know, a situation and, and I didn't tell my sponsor about it and I didn't tell my network about it and I kept it a secret and that happened around 18 months. So, you know, I held on to it for six months. And I remember the day after I got two years clean, I'm walking down Fort Lauderdale Beach and like those people that are hold, handing out free shots in the little tubes, like I just reached over and took one, right? Like I reached over and took one and like that's what started a relapse, right? And like a drug is a drug is a drug. It doesn't matter what you use, it's using. You know, and like that's one thing I have to remember Narcotics Anonymous because like I have to remember alcohol is a drug and, and I have to remember that or else like I can twist that shit in my mind and say, okay, I can have one glass of wine, <clears throat> right? Like I can have just one. But like, I don't need to tell you about my run, right? Because like I told you about my bottom and like that one tube of alcohol ended me up on the floor of that hotel, right? Like dead. So what happened in those six years is it's you know it, it was just chaos and you know what like i'm glad i made it back and like there was there was parts there was parts of, you know in that six years where like i would come back i remember one night i was all high and and i i was like i got lost but i didn't even know where i was and i was just walking around my neighborhood and uh i pulled out my phone and i looked up i looked up an na meeting and happened to be a woman's na meeting and like i walked into the woman's na meeting with no shoes on and a wife beater and like pajama pants all you know all on some shit and like they welcomed me into the meeting put a towel around me gave me coffee and they're like what, like what's going on and i was like i don't know I, you know i got clean this, i got clean in that area and I, I know all these people from any and i don't know what's going on right now they're like just calm down like just you know you're safe you're home you know what like they took care of me and they dropped me off at home what i do i used right because like i still had that desire to use and um, you know like there's 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 it's funny because it's one of my favorite chapters and I was saying there I'm like I'm not gonna read the whole chapter of these guys I'm just gonna highlight a few things like I highlighted the whole fucking chapter like I really did like if you know me like I love any literature like that's like this is my Bible right and like you know I highlight stuff I write in it and you know I, I mark pages off and you know my friend andrew says like if the book's not falling apart the attic might be you know and like i have to remember that like if i'm not reading my literature on a daily basis like i don't do anything perfectly in my recovery on a daily basis one thing i do is, is i like i try to read some literature like i haven't i have like all the any literature on my phone i drive around with my book in my car you know what i mean like and i pop it out and there's a lot of people in this room that know me and they see me walking around with this every once in a while right and like that's what I have to do on a daily basis to stay clean is to stay connected, right? Like, 
I don't ever know where my juice is gonna come from, but I have to stay connected to the juice. You know what I mean? Like it may come from helping a newcomer. Like it may come from someone who just picked up a white key tag and having three days clean, right? Like that charges me. That gives me hope. You know, um, here's something. Relapse is a reality. It can and does happen. Experience shows that those who do not work our program of recovery on a daily basis may relapse. We see them come back seeking recovery. Maybe they were clean for years before their relapse. If they're lucky enough to make it back, they're shaken badly. They tell us that relapse was more horrible than earlier use. We have never seen a person who lives the program, who lives the Narcotics Anonymous program relapse, right? And like that right there, like, you know, and when it talks about like, I was shaken badly, like I was fucking shook, right? Like. When they released me out of jail, like I didn't have glasses and I was walking around Doral and I didn't have glasses so I couldn't see the street signs and I'm just asking people like, yo, can I borrow your phone so I can call my mom? And everyone's looking at me with the jail shorts, the stupid fucking flip flops, like y'all know those flip flops. And you know what I mean? Like, and, and like no one wanted to give me their phone and then like finally like this guy, like this guy pulls up to the gas station and I'm like sitting at the edge of the bushes at the gas station, the guy pulls up and I like walk over to him like, bro, can I use your phone? And he looks at me up and down and he's like, damn, you were just up there, huh? And I was like, yep. And he's like, all right, I got you. And he's like, you need a cigarette? You know what I mean? So like when that happened to me, like that, that was a big eye opener to me because like somebody came through for me at that moment. Like somebody was looking out for me, right? Like I'm not a big God person, right? And like, I'm on my second step at the moment and I kind of stumbling around on it because like I was having problems identifying what you know what my higher power is right but like today like i choose to call my higher power like narcotics anonymous because like that's what brings me back to life is na you know what i mean but like i remember you know getting into my sister's car after she picked me up when i called the guy and uh, you know i hopped in her car and, and she was like well what do you want to do because you t you make your decision right now because i'll leave you right back on this street corner i'm fucking done with you Right. And like, this is my big sister who's taking care of me my entire fucking life, you know? And like, at that moment I said, just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And they said, okay, well, first of all, we got to deal with your legal shit, but our lawyer just told me that you should go into treatment. Right? Like, so I checked myself into treatment, right? And like Narcotics Anonymous does not endorse treatment. I went to treatment, treatment's part of my story and I don't really endorse treatment either. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that's just my, my personal opinion. Um, but like, I did everything that I needed to do when I first got out and I went into treatment and I, I went through treatment. I did all that, right? And I was looking at probably, I think, a total of 11 charges, three felonies, and, you know, the rest of the misdemeanors. And you know what? Like, I did everything that I needed to do. I got letters from people. I got, I had character witnesses. I had everything. I showed up to court and the judge said, the judge says, well, the DA decided to take a risk on you. We're going to put you in this special program. If you do this and if you do this, your case is going to be dismissed. Right. And that's all because of Narcotics Anonymous and, and doing the right thing. Right. There, there's nothing else that gets credit for that besides the fact of I chose to work a program in Narcotics Anonymous and come in here and do what people tell me to do on a daily basis. Right. And they, they, it's, they suggest it, but a suggestion is a subtle command. You know, when my sponsor tells me to do something, I pretty much do it. And he's in the room, so I can't bullshit. Um, but, you know, here's another one. We're never forced into relapse. We're given a choice. Relapse is never an accident. 
Relapse is a sign that we have a reservation in our program. We begin to slight our program and to leave loopholes in our daily lives. Unaware of the pitfalls ahead, we stumble blindly into the belief that we can make it on our own. Right? Like, that's what happened to me when I had my first 18 months clean. And all that shit happened, and I cut off all the people, and I stopped talking to my sponsor. And then all of a sudden, I stopped talking to my friends. And then, like, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to stop talking to my sponsees. And then I was like, you know what I mean? And it was a progression. And then all of a sudden, I'm by myself, not doing anything for my personal recovery. You know? And, and you know what? Like... I use because I believe that I can handle it on my own. I believe that I didn't need my sponsor, that I didn't need my service <coughs> commitments, that I didn't need Narcotics Anonymous, that I didn't need any of that to stay clean. All right? And here's another one. Unless the illusions that we can continue to stop using on our own are shattered, we most certainly sign our own death warrant. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, that's the truest fucking statement. Like, I can't even tell you, right? Like, three people died this week that I know. Right? Like, three people died this week that I know. Um, and, and, like, they made a decision to use. And they made that same decision that I made to walk away from the program. And you know what? They got high. Right? And, like, I knew they were out there. And I was talking to a couple of them on Facebook. And there was absolutely nothing I could fucking do besides tell them that I love them. Right? And, like, if you know me, like... The one thing that I will tell anybody in Narcotics Anonymous, I will always hug you and tell you I love you. I don't care who you, who you are. Like, if I don't know you, like, I love you. Like, if no one's told you guys today, like, I love you. Right? Like, because it says in the 12th step, like, we greet each other with the same reserve. For the, we greet each other as the same, with the same reserve as people who have survived the same near-fatal catastrophe. Like, we fucking survived. Like, the war is over. We lost. We come in here. We surrender. And we find a new way to live. Right, and that's a, that's a big thing for me. And then here, let's see what else. And then here's another one. And, and this kind of this was like a really old thing that I had highlighted here. But like this is one of the most powerful lines in the literature that that speaks to my character, right? Like I can't tell you guys if it speaks to your character, but I know as an addict, like this line right here, there's something in our self-destructive personalities that cries for failure. Most of us feel that we don't deserve to succeed. Like, I will set myself up for failure everywhere I go, right? Like, if I know there's a speed trap on the street, I will speed up, right? Like, I will set myself up for f failure. Self-destructive behaviors. Like, every time I picked up the pipe, what was I doing? I was killing my soul, right? And, you know, I have a friend who always says I was inhaling the drugs and I was exhaling my soul. And that's why we come to Narcotics Anonymous to gain the soul back through the 12 steps. Um, and then here's something. I actually put this on Facebook the other day. We must relearn many things that we have forgotten and develop a new approach to life if we are to survive. This is what Narcotics Anonymous is all about. It is about people who care about desperate dying addicts and who can, in time, teach them how to live without drugs. <clears throat> Many of us had difficulty coming into the fellowship because we did not understand that we have the disease of addiction. We sometimes see our past behavior as part of ourselves and not part of our disease. Um, you know, right, like, like when I'm high, like, when I'm high, I'm a scumbag, right? Like, I'm a piece of shit. I will steal your stuff and help you look for it, right? And, like, it doesn't matter what it is, right? Like, I... I hate the term drug of choice. That's like, I don't know where that came from. It probably came from a treatment center or something. But like, my drug of choice is more, right? 
Like my drug of choice is more. More of what I had, more of what you had, and when we ran out, I'ma steal your shit, pawn it, and then help you look for it and buy more shit, right? Like that's how I lived. Um, and that's just, that's just how the, the destructive behavior for me happens, right? And then here's another one. Slowly things get better and we start getting our confidence back. Our ego tells us that we can do it on our own. Things are getting better and we think we really don't need this program. Cockiness is a red light indicator, right? Like, I just picked up 18 months clean today, right? I have a great job that I love. I just got a new car, right? I have an awesome girlfriend. Why do I need anything? That's how fast my disease will flip this shit on me, right? But what did I forget? I forgot NA gave me all that, right? Like, without NA, I don't have any of that. Um... So like that's something that, that I have to that I have to stay vigilant about on, on a daily basis. Here's no relapse can be the destructive force that kills us or leads us to the realization of who and what we really are. The eventual misery of you the eventual misery of using is not worth the temporary escape it might give us. For us to use is to die, often in more ways than one. Right? Like when I get high, like, the pleasures never outweigh the consequences, right? Like, I love getting high. I hate the fucking consequences, right? Like, that's one thing that I have to remember is that, like, I know that, that like, when I get high, I accidentally burn down hotels, you know? <laughs> and and it, that's the fucking honest truth, right? Like, like, I have to remember that I put, when I get high, I put myself in these situations that I almost can't get out of. Like, I almost didn't get out of that, right? Um, and, and, like, so, so that's something that, that I have to, that I just, I have to remain constantly vigilant on a daily basis. And here's another one. The progression of recovery is a continuous uphill journey. Without effort, we start the downhill run again. The progression of the disease is an ongoing process, even during abstinence. Right? Like, if I stop taking my medicine, my disease is going to take off, right? Um... I was when I was highlighting this I was trying to think about it and like I, I literally had to take my diabetes medicine at that moment and, and my thing is right like I'm a diabetic and if I don't take the medication that I need at that time like it's going to get worse you know and then if I continually not take my medication I'm going to be fucked up right so like if I don't continue my medicine for the disease of addiction to come in here and and share honestly and openly and you know call my sponsor which i probably don't do as much as i should um and and do yeah and do all these things uh you know like if i'm not working a program you know and, and if i'm not working the program like i will use again and i've proven myself i've proven it to myself i've proven it to myself and like i've come <coughs> in, i like i came into na probably about three years ago right and my dad was dying of leukemia. And uh, I said, man, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna, you know, I knew I wasn't gonna make it. I just, in my head, my head told me, my disease told me like, you're not gonna make it through this clean, you might as well just use, right? But fuck it, you already have nine months, so just keep going to meetings, right? So like I was using and I was going to meetings, right? Like I picked up medallions high, you know? I spoke at meetings high. You know, I remember I picked up an 18-month medallion, and I was so messed up, I couldn't even stand up. 
right? Like I was just leaning against the wall. You know, I had taken so many Xanax before the meeting that like I'm just leaning against the wall like, bleh, bleh. you know, and, and it makes sense. And like just the people in the meeting, they knew what's up. Like a dog can smell a dog. An addict knows when another addict is high, right? Um, and side note, like, you know what? Like if you're in a Narcotics Anonymous meeting and you're high, like it's okay. Welcome home, right? Like no one here is going to beat you up for that, you know? Just keep coming and eventually something will click. You know, um, don't ever let that shame and guilt keep you out. You know, and, and like some of that talks about it here. Um, we come here powerless and the power that we seek comes to us through other people in Narcotics Anonymous. But we must reach out for it. A closed mouth doesn't get fed, right? If I don't ask for help, like if I don't call my sponsor and, and, and tell my sponsor what's going on with me, or if I don't show up to a meeting and tell him what's going on with me, then I just fucked up because like, I can't get the help I need, you know? Like, I know, I, I know what, like right when I got here, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys this, like two days ago, my uncle went into the ICU with breathing problems. Today at two o'clock, I went to visit him at the hospital, had a complete conversation with him. And then like around seven o'clock, I get a call telling me he's not gonna make it through the night, right? And like this guy is, is like the second, like my second father. I didn't like when that hit me and I got that phone call, like the only thing that I could think about at that moment was like, like fuck, you know? But like, I know that I have to come here and I have a commitment. And the thing I did was, is I walked right into this room and I told my sponsor and my sponsee brother immediately, right? Like, I don't have to go anywhere with that pain because like, and I just told all y'all, right? Like I just dropped the pain in here and now I can leave here and go show up for my family and be there because they need me right now, right? And, and before, like when I was using, it'd have been like, yo, let me pop this real quick. I'm gonna go fucking, I'm gonna pop this and then I'm gonna go take care of them and, and sit there and be with them. And then I'm gonna nod out in the waiting room and miss everything. Right? And like that's what I used to do and I did that while my dad was dying. Um no, no, complacency is the enemy of all members with substantial clean time. If we remain complacent <laughs> for long, the recovery process ceases. The disease will manifest apparent symptoms in us. Right? Like I like I was just saying, like, you know, I my clean time can work against me. Right. And, and I have a friend, a good friend of mine, and, and he's always, he's always, you know, he's always counting his days. Right. And like, I can tell you I have 546 days clean today. Right. I don't need to look at a clean time counter or anything like that. Like I count my days on a daily basis. Um, and like, if you know me and you ask me how much clean time I have, I tell you in days. Um, because like, I'm just grateful for another day clean. Right. Like a day clean is a miracle. Um, and like, that's what keeps me from getting complacent because like, if, if I treat myself as, as if I'm a newcomer on a daily basis, like, and, I, and I'm hungry for recovery, like I'll never fall to the trap that my disease wants me to fall to, right? Like, cause my disease wants me bored in recovery. Wants me saying, ah, oh, this meeting's okay. Those people are annoying. I don't want to go here. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting at my house playing PS4 in the dark and that's not healthy for me. Right, because like in the dark, like that's where my disease flourishes. Um, right, like here's here's one simple, like the first thing to do is stay clean. 
This makes the other stages of recovery possible. As long as we stay clean, no matter what, we have the greatest possible advantage over our disease. For this, we are grateful. Right? Like, I'm grateful I'm clean today. That my disease does not have me today. Like, I, this, this is the one thing that, that I'm, uh, I'm most grateful for. And, like, my clean time is, like, my clean date is the most important thing to me. Like, and, like, I can say this, and, and like, there's a lot of people that I care about in the room, and, like, and, you know, like, my girlfriend's in the room, and I can tell you that, like, my clean date is more important than my mother. My clean date is more important than my dog. It's more important than my girlfriend. It's more important than all my friends. It's more important than my job. Because if I don't have my clean date, I don't have any of that. Right? Like, I lose everything if I use again. Right? Because I've proven it to myself time and time again that I will give up everything if I get high. Um... Many of us would have had nowhere else to go if we could not have trusted any groups of members. At first, we were both captivated and intimidated by the fellowship, no longer comfortable with our using, with our using friends. We were not yet at home in meetings. We began to lose fear through the experience of sharing. The more we shared, the more our fear slipped away. We shared for this reason. Growth means change. Spiritual maintenance means ongoing recovery. Isolation is dangerous to spiritual growth. Like, like I said before, like I, I have to come into meetings and share honestly and openly. And I can tell you, like, I don't ever share in meetings. Like, I, I rarely share in meetings, you know. I'm that person that, that, that'll share when shit's going on, but, like, I'll never share when, when shit's going good. And, like, that's, that's a mistake on my part because maybe the person in the room who's going through it needs to hear that they're going to get through it, Right. Um, so like I have to remember that when, when, when I'm coming in here and like I have to be mindful of the newcomer and the message that I give them, right? Like I can't come in here and constantly constantly share my pain and not share a solution, right? Like my recovery has me living in the solution today. Um, we must use what we learn or we will lose it. No matter how long we have been clean, eventually we are shown that we must get honest or we will use again. Right? And, like, here's, here's the thing about that, right? Like, back when I had, I had two years clean, right, I had, I had a year clean. And someone made a comment to me. They were like, Sean, why don't you go pick up an escort because you got a year clean and celebrate. I did. <laughs> right? And I, I did, Rudy. I, there's nothing. Hey, I'm honest. You know what I mean? Like, I. I, you know what? Like, I did because, like, I thought it was okay because another member with, with time told me to go do that. You know? He said, oh, you know, I go to the massage parlor every once in a while. It's okay. <laughs> you know? And uh, that opened a can of worms because then I lied to my sponsor about it. I didn't tell my sponsor about it. I didn't tell my friends about it. So that's a little dark secret that I had. And then all of a sudden, that little dark secret turned into a few more dark secrets. And all of a sudden, I'm using over those dark secrets. You know what I mean? Because I'm only sick as my secrets. So, you know, th those are, these are all things that, that, that I have to remember. Um, that I have to be honest, right? Like, I try to be as honest as possible. I'm not a perfect person. Like, I come out <laughs> the side of my neck and I tell people about themselves all the time. And, you know, especially on Facebook. And, you know, if you're my friend on Facebook. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> You know, it, it just, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm not perfect, but, like, I try to be honest when I'm not hurting someone else, right? Can't just call someone an asshole for no reason. Um, 
you know, and here relapsers may also fall into another trap. We doubt that we can stop using, we doubt that we can stop using and stay clean. We can never stay clean on our own. Frustrated, we cry, I cannot do it. We beat ourselves as we come back into the program. We imagine that our fellow members will not respect the courage it takes to come back. We have learned the utmost respect for the type of courage we applaud heartedly. It is not shameful to relapse. The shame is not coming back. We must smash the illusion that we can do it alone. Right? Like, if you guys have relapsed before and, like, you're in here because, like, you have a relapse and you're, like, you're saying, like, I only have 27 days clean. Like, fuck that. You have 27 days clean. That's motherfucking 27 miracles. Right? Like, congratulations. You're my fucking hero today. Right? Like, because you're clean. Right? And, like, congratulations. Because, like, that's the type of shit that I come to meetings for. Right? Like... I have a lot of friends with clean time and I can call them and hear that good Gucci shit. But like, well, I, sometimes I need to come into a Narcotics Anonymous meeting and hear the newcomer share the pain, right? And like see somebody do that walk of shame to pick up a white key tag, you know what I mean? Like, cause I did it a million times, right? Like I have a Publix bag of white key tags at my house. You know, I, I'm not even lying. Like I have enough white key tags to like build a house, you know? I had six years of trying to come back to you guys. Six years of being out there and being in pain, hating myself, afraid to come back. And then when I came back, afraid that everybody was talking shit, when, I mean, we're all no one's perfect. Some people are going to talk shit, but just ignore them and keep it moving, right? Like, you know, in this chapter, it says we came in here to save, to save our ass, not our face, right? Like, if someone's going to talk shit, like, fuck them. Just keep it moving, like... I used to let that shit get to me and let it drive me out. And, and, you know, like, it kept happening to me over and over and over. And then finally, like, I remember when I got my, my, my one-year medallion, this, this past one-year medallion, my sponsor gave it to me. And, uh, he, you know, he said, and this is going to stick with me, he said, there's something different about Sean this time when he presented me my medallion, right? And, like, he was my sponsor back when I had the, the two years clean. And... Uh, <clears throat> like what's different I just don't give a fuck right like the only thing that matters to me is my clean time like if you like me or not I don't I don't care I still love you right like you can curse me out and, and, and talk all you want behind my back like it's cool I love you you know I, I don't worry about it like it's all good and like that's that's the one thing that I never had was, was the fact of I was always I always wanted to impress somebody else like even if I was impressing, like, uh, you know, people in an A, like, doing a bunch of service commitments and stuff like that, like, it's all good, like, you know, today, like, I have my one little quiet commitment, I have a home group, you know what I mean, like, I have a sponsor, and, you know, like, I'm just doing this damn thing, and, like, that's the best I can do on a daily basis just for today, and, like, I just talked about this, like, if we relapse, we may feel guilt and embarrassment, our relapse is embarrassing, but we cannot save our face and our ass at the same time. We find that it's best to get back on the program as soon as possible. It is better to swallow our pride than to die or go on, go, or go to permanently insane. Right? Like, I don't know, maybe I'm permanently insane. But you know what I mean? Like, come back. Right? Like, if you relapse, come back. That's all I care about. Like, come back. That's the... 
And like when you come back, I'm gonna tell you to fucking stay because it sucks out there. Right? Like someone told me when I first came into narcotics and I was back in two thousand nine, they said, Sean, when my first friend died, they're gonna they said you're gonna go to more funerals than medallions. And you know what? Like that's been the truth since I've been here, but it doesn't have to fucking be that way. Right? Like in this chapter it says we've never seen I read it before, like we've never <clears throat> seen uh what is it? You got it. Person working the program of Narcotics Anonymous relapse. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so we come in here and like we work a program and like Narcotics Anonymous is my home, right? Like, like I attend Narcotics Anonymous meetings. I have an NA sponsor and I work NA steps. You know, and like that's just for me. Like, whatever works for you guys, like, let it work. But like, the one, the the one thing that I can say is, is like when it came down to making a decision on what I wanted to do to stay clean, I had to choose one thing because I can't give 100% of myself to two different things, right? Like I can only give 70 and 30 or 40 and 50, 40 and 60, you know what I mean? I can't give 100% of myself. I can give 100% of myself to narcotics and right? And um, you know what, like I, I'm just grateful to be here today. Like, like you know, I, I posted on Facebook, like I have, I have nothing to really say like I'm just grateful like I'm grateful for all the people that have supported me I'm grateful for all the people that said I couldn't I'm just grateful for the fact that I cleaned today and I was able to pick up 18 months and the fact of the matter is is like I'm grateful that I'm going to be able to go to go to the hospital after this and like be with my uncle in his final moments right and like I'm going to do it clean because I'm going to use all the tools I have in my toolbox to remain clean just for today. Thank you for letting me share.